It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's ever... What? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It's Wednesday night. It's May 3rd, 2023. Brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast starting now live on the Kicking Out Podcast YouTube channel and on our Twitter channel. Subscribe, follow at Kicking Out Pod, hit the notification bell, do all those things, thumbs up, whatever you got to do. It's officially double or nothing month. So you know what that means. That means the reigning defending KOP predictions champion Austin Shepard will only be holding it for a couple more weeks. And Paul's, <laughs> Paul Zartman's back with us this week. What are we doing again? I forget how to podcast. What are we doing? Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, you enjoyed your twisted sister and had a good time. Ah, so. cheap trick. Get it right. <laughs> cheap trick's better than twisted sister. All right, I'll take your word you for it. You can take that however you want. <laughs> did, you wear, did you wear acid wash jeans, a fanny pack, and neon t-shirts to the concert no actually uh i wore a black giant fm shirt because i had worn it to work and a pair of blue jeans oh (laughs) no i did not dress the part there were people there who dressed the part uh i was not one of those i was gonna say did you drink coors original because i think like in the 80s wasn't coors original like beer to have yeah because it was that's i think I think eventually in the 80s, it finally came across the Mississippi. For the longest time, you couldn't get it east of Mississippi. So, yeah. Well, no, I didn't start I, drinking until the 90s, so I, I can't tell you what happened. I wasn't born until the 90s, so. Uh, shut up. But I just, I'm just saying what I've been told. And I like Coors Original, so. Got no low history. No, I, I, I had Mountain Dew, so. That's your I drink of choice, clean. isn't it, usually? If, uh, if, yeah, if, if, no. if we're talking about pop. Not tonight, though. I uh, no. I switched it up. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Which which leads to the question. I haven't gotten asked it in two weeks, and I'm dying to ask it. Shep, what are we drinking tonight? Oh, we got a special <laughs> one tonight. I thought I I got a history here, and, and, and we can go down a rabbit hole of how I have this bottle of whiskey. Actually, okay. it's a bottle of bourbon. But okay. as I slide it into the picture. Oh. Look at this bad boy. Oh, that's wow. a big one. Wow. Now, look at this thing. It's 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 not what you think. It is actually a <laughs> bottle of bourbon. It's not a bong <laughs> for anybody listening. <laughs> yes. 
This is from the Willet Distilleries in Kentucky. Um, believe it or not, the grandson or one of the great grandsons, as you can tell, I, I have partaked in some of this before. <laughs> I went to car school with him. Okay. His mom is the heir to the Willet Distilleries. It's a little poor. Dax style poor. <laughs> yeah. And, it's a moderate poor. And his dad was a Ford dealer. Okay. So anytime he came up and hung out on the old lovely Lake Manitow, he would bring a bottle of Willet. And it's not an easy bottle to get. Um, definitely nothing here around me. You could probably maybe pick it up in Fort Wayne or Indianapolis, Tanner, but uh, long story short, good, good bourbon, whatever. Well, come to find out my buddy that is part of Willet, he married the great, great, great granddaughter of Jim Bean. Oh, okay. So they probably have a little bit of a rivalry inside the family. That's awesome. Maybe just a little it. bit. Yeah, but anyways, Willet Willet Bourbon. Um, there's there's a note here. I'm trying to think of the exact town. Um, Bardstown, Kentucky. Bardstown, okay. Kentucky. Bardstown, Kentucky. Um, and my buddy's the Ford dealer in Bardstown, Kentucky. And uh, he we have some Willet Willet Bourbon. We put a little on ice. On it. We're gonna give it a little sip. As he takes his drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> it's, uh, it like, it tastes like it's not going to be smooth. Like it just hits you right in the face. And then you take a sip and it just, it goes away. It's, it's, it's smooth, but it's not. It hits you in the face, okay. but it's, it's smooth. That's what it's supposed to do. It's like the best yeah. of the world, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be dangerous. So uh, I, I also <laughs> I, I found out uh, while I was on my um sabbatical from the kicking out <laughs> podcast, um that Rick Nielsen, lead guitarist for Cheap Trick, has his own vodka brand. It's called Rotkin Vodka. So I'm going to um work on getting me a bottle of that. And then uh Shep, you're more than welcome to try that if you would like. I do, I you know, it's kind of known on occasions I tend to dabble in some vodka. Just a little. Just. Is, is Old Reliable by your side tonight? Yes, she is. There she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we, and we got, we got one made, you know, once I drink this, we got one right. made, you know. Right, come on. I got another uh, Steve Weiser here, Broken Skull IPA, ready to go, so... I'm gonna I'm have to uh, next time I'm in a in a big city and not in a little city. I'm gonna have to get me some of the pilsner. I, I just love the description for it. It's a badass six point seven percent IPA designed by Steve Austin wow. and El Segundo Brewing Company for the working man and woman. It features a bunch of things I can't pronounce. Hops to deliver big flavor with an easy finish. Now stop reading and enjoy and and start enjoying this awesome beer. Cheers. Which, which I, I love that he has his own beer because, yeah. I mean, through his career, I mean, that's what was his his uh, uh, niche. But mm-hmm. if you watch some of his interviews, podcasts, whatever, 
Steve Austin is a huge, huge red wine connoisseur. Yeah. Like, he loves that Napa Valley fancy stuff. And don't go me wrong. I love me some good red wine. I drink a lot of red wine, but like, I only have to drink it in certain settings. I, I could not pour a glass and drink it on this podcast because it just wouldn't fit. <laughs> One. And two, I got to have it with a meal or something. I don't yeah. know. But, I mean, that dude loves his red wine. Yeah. So for him to come out with an IPA, Broken Skull <laughs> Ranch, drive my F-150, which boo F-150s, I guess <laughs> him, drive my F-150 across the ranch in the desert. Yeah. Did you drink, you you sit at home and drink red wine with your pinky out. <laughs> yeah, He'd be a fun dude to hang out with for many yeah, reasons. I could have a good yeah. time. Oh, I think we all could. But Paul, I'm gonna let you read tonight. Uh, you're fine. I already prepared for this. <laughs> I, I know how it goes when you miss two weeks in a row. <laughs> Jeez. I miss one week in a row and I get slapped with it. So uh we kick off the show um from where was it? Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. I didn't pay attention to that part. <laughs> Land of uh, Lamar Jackson. Yep. Highest yep. paid player in the NFL. And he uh, but, uh, broadcast tonight. Yeah. Uh, we kick everything off with Orange Cassidy. Bandito. Wait, 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 wait. Dynamite started with Orange Cassidy? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Every single week. Yep. Well, hey, he does a good job at opening the show. So he why does. not keep him there, right? He does. He does. And he enjoys it. And he gets to go hang out backstage afterwards and. No complaints from him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's Orange Cassidy, Bandito, Adam Cole, and Roderick Strong versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, before the match starts, Jericho makes his way out with a new Britt Baker T-shirt on, which, you know, ticks Adam Cole off. That that caused a stir on the IWC this past week. Did you guys see that? It did. It did. Um, I haven't read too much about it, but uh, I, I could tell enough that people were not too happy. Hey, it was basically like a, an argument where, you know, it's probably a shirt okay to wear in a, to, to a wrestling show or, you know, in a wrestling setting. But if if you wear it out in public, eh, you're going to get some weird looks and probably some maybe in some questionable topics and debates because you're wearing a shirt with a woman with a black eye. So... I don't know. Maybe it's one of those shirts that AEW should have made for talent to wear and not sold, sell to the public. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, make some money. I I understand both sides. Of I it. do too. So it's and, and for the non wrestling fans, they would not understand it, and they would no. And 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 I'm I'm guessing I'm I'm right on this. The majority of your general public is not a professional wrestling fan. I think our group is very small and uh, perfect, but um, <laughs> you walk down the streets of New York with that, and yeah. uh, the majority of the people, well, New York is a kind of a wrestling town. Yeah. Let's go Indianapolis. Yeah. You walk down the streets of Indianapolis, Indiana, and they're going to be like, uh, what are you promoting? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. a little different than like, you know, and I saw some people say, well, AW's put blood on t-shirts, yada, yada, yada. That's a little different. That's, I mean, that's blood's a little more acceptable in wrestling than, ah, yeah. But John Moxley bleeds at house shows. Oh, I don't think he'll bleed. John Moxley, not at all. 
John Moxley bleeds getting out of bed in the morning. What are you talking about? Tanner, Tanner and I go to a Stanford, Connecticut house show. We can barely get a chop across the chest, <laughs> let alone somebody blading. No dives. No tope suicidas. No. no. We got one chop the whole night, and it was the main event. One chop. Oh, we did get the Seamus 10 across the chest, but that wasn't really chop. Wasn't a chop. No, yeah. those are clubs. Yeah. Except Shep did about get his arm tore off in a high five with Seamus. He's a big dude. <laughs> he's a lot bigger than me. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a little he's a little bit bigger than me. Shep had his hand out just to get a high five, and Seamus hit that hand pretty hard. Good thing I had the beer in the other hand, or he would yeah. not take out. And the good news is at least he didn't break your hand. Seems that both hands are functioning properly. Yeah. Maybe well, yeah, a little sore. You see, you see this. There's one hand. Yeah, yeah, see yeah. You see that, guys? And then this one looks yeah. just. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I got a hand for you, but uh, we'll keep it clean tonight <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, all right. So um, Cole picks up the victory with the boom on Menard. Uh, after the match, Cole charges straight after Jericho, hits him into the um, backstage segment there, right behind commentary. Beats the crap out of him until security gets up there and pulls him away. I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed Roderick Strong. Yeah, I, uh, the dude lives up to his name, Strong. I mean, for his size, God, he he lived Hager with ease tonight. Well, Matt, I thought his chops were extra. Yeah, sick. he he laid him in. I know chops are real, but. I mean, he had three or four of them tonight that you could have heard from the cheap seats for sure. Well, and I went back since last week since he debuted in All Elite Wrestling, watched some more of him. And what I like about him is he makes all his moves look pretty realistic. I, I have yeah. appreciation for guys who do that. So, you know, like Danielson and some others. So, yeah, I enjoyed this match. Good opener. And then I love how Cole just made a beeline for. For Jericho right after the match, you know, building that story, building that personal aspect of the story, I can get on board with that. Yeah, yep. and I love I love Bandito as a face. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, he's fun coming out with the aviators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did not understand that uh, Orange was going to put the arm on his shoulder <laughs> at, the, at the beginning. He's like, "What are you doing, arm, man? Good guy." But yeah, uh, Orange played it off obviously, like Orange would play it off. So, yep. oh yeah, yep. Uh, we go backstage where we see Jack Perry and Darby Allen being interviewed. Uh, Perry says they have things in common, like they busted their asses. They've never headlined a pay-per-view. Allen agrees this is it, and he doesn't care how they get there tonight. It's showtime. Jericho is then shown telling security to get rid of Cole, and then Britt slaps him across the face. Yeah. I like I liked both of these. Both of them were short, uh, you know, continued the story building to tonight's main event, continued the story with Cole and Jericho, uh, Britt getting a little bit of a revenge for her getting beat up. Um, I liked it. And one thing I forgot to mention about the opener, I always enjoy when Jericho's on commentary. Um, after yes. he finally hangs up his boots, I think I think he'll stick around AEW for a little bit, even after he's done in the ring or, or really shortens his career to a handful of matches a year. Um, I would love to see him be like Jesse, the body Ventura was it'd be mm-hmm. kind of a heel commentator, but somebody the crowd still enjoys. That's kind of a role I'd like to see him take on eventually. And if I remember when I was a kid, I hated Jesse, the body. 
I, I think I think yeah yeah I yeah. think I think the youth did, but I think the older older wrestling fans liked them. Yep, those guys are in wheelchairs now. Yes, they are. It's not kidding. Yeah. Uh, up next, the Blackpool Combat Club are shown where Danielson claims he's better than Bret Hart ever was, and thought he's that the was best in the world. And if he's not, it's one of his men. There will be wrestlers in the future better than him because of what he built, which is the difference between them and the elite. Moxley says they should thank them for sharpening them. He believes there was a time the elite was innovative, but next week in the steel cage, he has new tools and weapons to show Kenny Omega. Did you see when, did you look at Mox's face when he said that comment about Brett? He goes, Oh shit. Like he he lived it like man that was real, I thought I thought that was just the cherry on the top of the of that because Danielson was really hitting hard there and and then you got a reaction out of Mox, which you normally don't get a lot of reactions out of him and then he he gives that reaction and you're like oh yeah that was kind of serious. So uh, I, I loved it. Really well done. I loved it. You had the two strong speakers of the group. You know, the other two, uh, Wheeler and, and Claudio, just just looking on and kind of nodding and agreeing. And Danielson talk taking the shot at Hart was great. And he's he's went back to 06 ROH Danielson, and it's fantastic. Mox gives zero Fs right now, which is great. Loved how he talked about Omega and Mox. You know, just it just clicks. And he was talking about 2019, 2020 feels like a decade ago. Because it really does, even though it wasn't. So I, I can't wait for next week's steel cage match. They're going to tear it down. Yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. I thought another point was when he said, look, I'm the greatest wrestler right now, but somebody's going to take my spot down in the future, and I hope it's this little shit, and he points at you to. I thought it was great. That, that, that group, joining that group for Wheeler is the best thing that could ever happen to him because, I mean, he's, yeah. he's getting spotlight on him. He's getting better and better, too, because he is a little yep. shit. <laughs> yeah all right up next i got confused because the women's match was on i thought it was 9 30 and they're I starting to do that everything. they're starting to do that a little bit now i know and it still throws me off i'm so used to the 9 30 i went still only get one though getting, still yes. only get one I, I was like man i gotta start getting ready and then i realized <laughs> oh it's the second match of the show yeah. uh we saw soraya versus willow nightingale uh, prior to today, it was just that it was going to be Willow versus a member of the Outcast. Last I saw, so mm-hmm. when it got announced that it was going to be Soraya, I was excited that we get to see her in ring a little more, knowing that Willow's still a little green. Those two can work well together, I thought, and they did. It was a good match. Of course, Soraya picked up the victory as we expected. After the match, the group attacks Willow until Hakira Shida makes her return, ends up siding with the outcasts. I went, all right, I can get behind this. However, as they celebrate, Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker turn up, and it's all a ploy. Shida sprays the paint into Soraya's face and begins attacking them all with her kendo stick as she spray paints AEW onto them. Yeah, this was all right. Um, match was fine. Willow gets a good good reaction from the crowd whenever she she's out there. Um, after the match, nice to see Sheeta. Haven't seen her in a while. She came out. I didn't fall for it though. She's wearing all white. I'm like, if she's got turned, she'd be all black. Something's up here. Even though I was kind of hoping she would. I think a heel turn would do her good. Yeah. Um, then at least she did lay in the uh, kendo sticks. But I can. I, I, I'm over the spray paint. 
aspect of this, though. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going away. But um, once again, I, paint the belt next. It wouldn't shock me. To be honest, I once again when Shep and I were talking about this last week on the podcast, double or nothing. It looks like we're gonna get faction versus faction match. I don't think we're gonna see the women's title on on display at double or nothing, which is which kind of bums me out in a way. But I also understand with the story being told, I get it. Yeah, because they can't carry it to the next pay per view. Yeah, you guys, you guys missed the whole whole thing there. What the hell was she wearing on her feet? Those are traditional Japanese shoes. How could she run in those down the street? <laughs> I didn't even notice their feet. I'm going to have to go back and check the no. They oh, are true right. Japanese shoes. They're sandals with platforms, specific spots underneath. It's really weird, but you find them in Japan all the time. Women always wear them over there. No. <laughs> We're in Baltimore. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I tried I to watched... ignore the shoes. Next. I also during that match had to I had to explain to my fiance the movie Fighting with Family or whatever the hell the movie's called. Yeah. And explain about what the movie's about and all that stuff. So Which is not That's what I was doing. Movie, was it was not too bad. It has got seven point three out of ten on Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't trust anything Rotten Tomatoes does, so I know. I know. Some of my favorite movies. I think it grossed like 40, 41 million dollars worldwide or yeah. something. So, yeah, I've I've seen it. It's all right. Oh, I'd, I'd watch it again. There you go. All right. All right. Hold on. I don't know. <laughs> what that is. That's God. You can't see it, can you? No, it's not, the camera's not focusing. Oh my God. All right. I'm gonna send you guys. I was gonna say, send it to me. I might be able to get it up here on the screen. I mean, this is what she was wearing. And it was just, and she ran down. And to think that she had any leverage behind those kendo sticks. <laughs> like, come on. There you, that's what she, there. I said, uh, all right, let me. Tell me. Tell, I, and I think these are the men version, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But like it says, traditional Japanese sandals. Only hers were red with black platforms underneath. And we're in Baltimore. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's never stopped her before. I, I don't know. That's a, I don't know. Maybe that bothers me. Maybe maybe people are gonna make fun of me for it. But like, how no. can you run? How can you run down, come in, and have leverage on kendo sticks with those things on your feet? Oh, I wondered the same thing, but I just I knew what they were when I saw them. That was the issue. I'm working on getting a picture up. You, you can move along, Paul, if you want, but I'll get a picture of them up here eventually. Okay, so you've got you're looking for that. Yeah. So I will go to the next backstage segment, which really wasn't backstage. It was a video package. House of Black is shown in a video package. You say, "Welcome us to the open house. No shortcuts. No escapes. No mercy. Any three competitors teaming up can challenge, but there are rules." 20-second countouts, no rope escapes. DQ is enforced with dealer's choice, as they say, come one, come all, because the house always wins. Again, another great segment from House of Black. We get to hear from every member of the House of Black. I've got to say, this is probably my favorite thing Julia has done since she came to AEW. She fits with this group. 
Um, she has gotten more confident in how she says things for the group. And I thought this was just an all in all good segment. No, I really liked, I liked the new rules. I, I like these rules. Um, I think it makes it more interesting because I don't think any of us foresee the house of black losing those trios anytime real soon, but with those rules, you never know. Yep. And uh, it separates it from the tag team division that has similar rules to singles competition. Right. Right. So it's, and it was nice to see House of Black back on TV this week. They had, they've been off, what, three or four weeks probably? Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, All right. If you uh, search Sheeta. On Facebook or on Facebook, yeah, Twitter, you can find uh, gifts or whatever you call them of her attacking everybody in her weird little. I'm getting it. My keyboard just being stupid and okay. doesn't want to type. So, and her Japanese sandals in Baltimore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd help you out there real quick before I get into the Trace de Mayo battle royal. If anybody's hitting me with a kendo stick, I hope they have those shoes on. <laughs> Fair enough. Sandals. Right. I'll I'll talk I'll talk to some guys and see if we can make that happen in June for you. Yeah. <laughs> Change your mind quick there. I got more of a behind the scenes role at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. I do too this year. Um yeah. because I will be in attendance as a fan this time. So Did, well Chip says I'm going into the lake, so well, yeah, yes, since, I heard that. Since, since Paul can't go in the lake, then Tanner's going in the lake. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Be fun. Right. We'll, we'll see if we can get somebody to throw him in there. He's got to show up first. See, that's the thing. He was supposed to show up last June, and he didn't. So I'm not holding yeah. my breath on him showing up this year. Yeah, where were you at last year? What was I, don't, I don't even remember. Busy. Yeah, <laughs> as he covers my these, face. These are men's traditional, but you get the gif. That's what she was wearing. Yeah. How, how, how can you walk in those things? That's just a broken ankle waiting to happen. But That's why the Japanese are ninjas. I think I'm just going to leave it up there for the rest of the show. I think it's a good placement. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what's next now? What are we talking about? Oh, oh okay. Hi. Uh, we're talking about the Trace de Mayo Battle Royal. Okay, before we get into this, oh no, what was your general thoughts when you saw this? Like, what was your general thought about it? Like who we thought, who I thought might win. Sure, okay. or just overall opinion. There you go. That's that's what I should say. Overall opinion on it. I don't mind the battle royals. Um, they're usually pretty fun. Uh, going in there, I only thought there was two teams on the graphic that had a, a legit chance to win as far as giving the House of Black decent competition. And one of those teams won. And the other team was eliminated halfway through, I have a feeling. Yep. And they are carrying gold around there. Or, yeah, all three of them are wearing gold tonight, too. Yeah. And that was Lucha Bros and uh, Vikingo. Vikingo, right? yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. So I felt, I felt instead of telling a story for the next couple weeks we just threw a pile of you know what together and 
I, I didn't like it. I, I I felt it was lazy booking. There's my Jim Cornette coming out. Like instead of building a storyline for the next couple of weeks, because we got what three weeks? We have three more dynamites now after tonight till yeah. double or nothing. So, so we have a we have time. We have time. Instead of building that, we just throw a we throw the whole division together, and whatever comes out of it comes out of it. Now you're gonna have. I feel two fan favorites, not necessarily yes. faces. Yes. Okay, two fan favorites. House House of uh, House of Black gets a good pop. They're not supposed to be faces, right? Mm-hmm. But the fans still enjoy seeing them. Yep. The acclaimed, everybody loves that because they want to see his rap when he comes out, and the guys can work. So, to me, instead of building a story behind it. You know, build a story where they have a couple tag matches and the House of Black interrupts the rap and it makes people mad, right? Yeah, have them attack them. Have the lights go out and have them attack them before he can talk. All of a sudden, you get uh, one line into the rap and here comes the House of Black. And now you're mad because you wanted to hear the rap from the acclaim because it's entertaining and it's usually comical. Mm -hmm. And these guys ruin it. So now I'm like, man, I'm, I'm mad, dude. Like, Let's, let's build some beef between them, mm-hmm. but instead we just we throw we throw five and, pounds of shit in a two pound bag. And here's <laughs> what we got, and, and you're missing the best part. It said they could face them for the trios titles, not that they would. They could face them for the so, trios so, title. Paul, you're just putting the cherry on top of my point. It makes oh, it I know worse. That's, yeah, yeah, that's my point. It makes it even worse. I, I, I'm hoping this is just optimist, optimistic uh, point of view here by me. I'm hoping they do build that within the next three weeks. Because if not, right. I'm right there with Shep. Then why, why we do this? Um, but yeah, no, it's it, it'll be interesting. It is two teams that are fan favorites, and it could tear the house down at double or nothing. It could be a really good match. Should be a really good match, but. And as far as the Battle Royal went tonight, I thought it was pretty sloppy. There's a lot of sloppy spots, a lot of bad camera work, too. Um, QT missing his cue. Well, that's not a surprise. But at least, you know, they kept Powerhouse Hobbs looking strong. I mean, he got three good eliminations. Um, I I know Johnny Hungy's a fan favorite. I still don't understand why he was in there so long. Um because Kip was sitting on him, basically. Yeah, they. Yeah, we talked about the Butcher and Blade last week after they main event Dynamite. It for some reason they still get. Um, and it was mentioned featured. by commentary tonight that they have been in every battle royal yep. in the company. Yeah, yeah. They so. occasionally win it, but they never does anything for them. No, but I was uh, fine with it. Uh I was expecting, I guess, some more star power, but yet when I look at the roster, I don't know who I was expecting. <laughs> so, I felt if you're going to build a trios, Lucha Bros, I know they're ROH champs, but with the Kingo, man, you, you threw them out there. That's powerful. Yeah, you threw yeah. them out pretty midway of the match. Yeah. Like, I'd rather see them in the, in the last two against the Acclaim than – yeah, the blade, but yep, yep. And honestly, um, in my opinion, 
the Lucha Bros and Vikingo made more sense as a trios than the Death Triangle did. Yeah, and, and obviously Pac is he's nowhere to be found right now. Uh, he's getting ready to, uh, you know, the King's coronation or whatever. That's this week, I think. Hmm. Sometime. I don't know. God save the King. So people say. I don't know, but that's probably what he's doing. I haven't seen him in a while. Not not a clue what the hell you just said, Paul. But Uh, the the queen died, Queen of England. Oh, okay. So now her son is king. So now you have to uh, have a coronation to welcome the king. Uh, Kind of like um, welcome king. No. Is it it like Uh, Jerry Law? Is he going to say, "Show me the puppies"? Show the puppies. No. Are we we talking King King Booker? King Booker. I like you. No, I'm not going to get political, but uh, I just, I have friends who live over there who said this is the worst thing that's happening in the country right now. So, well, you know what's great? We're still in the top, top two, uh, 200 or 250 over in Great Britain. So, cheers to them. RIP the Queen. Yes. Yes. Everybody loved the Queen. Uh, God save the Queen. All right. Uh, So, yeah, that that was the, uh, the, the trio's battle royal. We're not even going to talk about it. The acclaimed one. The acclaimed one. Daddy ass. You know what? Daddy I'm ass is fighting for a title. I, it's so yeah. it's it's so somebody else that we talked about a lot on this podcast that I we will really, see. I really yeah. thought he looked awesome tonight. He did. He, he looks better than half the roster. That guy's. He, well, maybe maybe he, if you could complain anything about him, he might be a. A titch slow. Yeah. Yeah. But and with his age? With but he's fifty some years old. Yeah. But his his yeah. look and, and I think I think towards the end there they had a he was a little winded. Little winded, but hey. Yeah, Billy's I, not just fifty some shit. He's fifty nine. He's fifty nine. He's fifty nine years old wow. and he looks like that. <laughs> wow. All right. And so I've been re watching over on uh the Peacock. Peacock platform that sucks it is the worst streaming i watch it a lot just to watch but it sucks i've been uh re-watching uh the monday night wars with logan and we just did the uh the dx segment and the dude doesn't even look the same as he did when he was with the new age outlaws no 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 no. he's in better shape now Mm kind of like sting is in better shape now it seems than he was when hey Yes. In uh in Daddy Ass's defense, <laughs> if you were in the New Age Allos back in the day with the Road Dog and the shit they put in their bodies, Sean you, Waltman? Yeah, you'd be in bad shape too. <laughs> yeah. But between it, those three, he was still the one in better shape. Sure. And and Sting was the same way in WCW, you know. Bischoff talks about, you know, the big blunder ninety seven Starcade. It was he didn't think Sting was committed at the time because of his issues and he would and he didn't have a good enough tan. Which just sent Conrad on the biggest rant ever in podcast history when he said that. Yeah, go check it out on YouTube. It's it's a great rant he did a couple of years ago on one of the first episodes, eighty three weeks when because when Bischoff said he didn't want Sting to win because he didn't have a good enough tan, Conrad just went nuts on him. It was hysterical. Yeah, yeah. All right, up next. We'll see Wardlow, but before we hear from Wardlow's uh, Powerbomb Symphony, 
MJF approaches Sammy Guevara, who says he left him last week as the car was empty. MJF then starts getting emotional, and he says for over a year he's had chronic back pain from carrying the company. He needed to lay down in the back seat, but he was worried Guevara wouldn't want to be friends with him anymore. Guevara then kisses him on the head and forgives him. Yeah, typical typical MJF and uh, Sammy stuff that we've seen the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, next, we go to a um, video package of Kenny Omega and Don Callis. As Callis showcases the scar on his head that Moxley caused, he thinks about him every day, and he remembers that Moxley might have the heaviest hands, but in a battle of wills between those hands and his brain and Omega's talent, Moxley loses every time, and he'll find out next week. Omega says, we all know Moxley can fight. And he might make him bleed, but he will not be the one left standing at, and it all ends next week. You know, what I took away from this is Callus put some emphasis on um, bleeding at the hands yeah. of the BCC. And, you know, Shep brought up a great point last week when we talked about Takeshka, you know, and their shirts even say, you know, you, you bleed and then you're forged in combat. So... I'm still, I'm still back. I'm back on my prediction a couple weeks ago that we we eventually see Takeshka and Don turn, and then that leads to a returning Hangman and eventually a um, debuting Kota Ibushi. Um, I'm still I'm back on that train again. Yeah, uh, I still I know when. I don't know when everything's going to happen. But well, if you watch BTE this week, I kind of felt the same way. You know, you had mentioned how Kenny's been on his phone a lot on BTE. And then the backstage segments with Kenny, yeah, they were just spoofing and having fun. But you could kind of get that sense from him again mm-hmm. that it's not – he doesn't care about the current setup of the elite. Well, and you know, you go back to BT a month or so ago, Hangman still thinks Don Callis is the problem. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So – and I, I kind of felt like we kind of saw that tonight. You know, mm-hmm. Kenny goes to start talking. Don cuts him off, uh, delivers a good promo, and then Kenny has the final words. And Kenny just kind of stared off into space the entire time Don was talking. Yeah, I mean, I think it's coming. I just don't know if they pull the trigger before double or nothing, add double or nothing at um, at Forbidden Door. I mean, we have so many big events coming up mm-hmm. next three months. I don't know when Build they pull it. the trigger on it. Build it to all in. Yeah. There's enough people here in this storyline. You could build this to all in. 43,000 tickets already sold, and it hasn't even been open to the general public. They're going to pack that place. It's going to be awesome. Yep. And what a gnarly scar Callus yep. has. Yeah. And it's real. Yeah. Yep. Like, there. it wasn't a part of the gig either. That's the No. That's, but it works perfect. <laughs> it works perfect now. Don Kaus has got to be what in his early fifties, probably. Let's look it up. So, <laughs> I, mean, I knew that like, was coming. So for the next 30, 40 years, Don Kaus has got to live with that scar on his, on his head. But right now it plays into the great storyline and it probably makes him a couple blocks. Callus is the same age as Billy Gunn, 59. Wow. There you go. Okay. So another 30 years, 20, 30 years. Man, if I look that good at 59, I'll take <laughs> yep. Yeah, Shep, we we don't look that good now. <laughs> well, I'm only 27. Okay, he's he's a young pup of the podcast. Yeah, uh huh. Sure, <laughs> I am a young pup. 
He's going to be 27 forever. That's why his handle's at but, the Shep 27. Oh, well, yeah. But I, I'm looking forward to the cage match next week. Something about Detroit. We got blood and guts last year. We're going to get blood next week in the cage match. It's going to be going to be good. Okay, so now, oh, the they're going to give him 20 minutes, right? I hope so, at least. I hope. So at 940, match, bell's going to ring. I say by 947, yeah. we have blood. Yep. Who bleeds first? Oh, yeah. oh Mox bleeds first. <laughs> yeah. So but now, now I was going to go too. Yeah, everybody will bleed. Uh, now, here's my question, and Tanner, you're you're fast on Uncle Google tonight, so you get to look this up. All right. Not counting blood and guts, this is only, what, the second, third steel cage match in AEW history? Well, I know we got Wardlow and, 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 and Cody. We got the Bucks and uh, Lucha Bros at last year's all, or all out 20, yeah, 20, no, 2021. Um Let's see. I think we had a couple more. All right. This is going to December of last year. Uh, not counting blood and guts. Well, we had Hager and Warlow in the MMA rules cage. No, yeah. I forgot, we had, about, we had I forgot Ward- about that whole match. We had Warlow against Spears in a cage. That was leading up to the MJF match last year, double or nothing. Um, what else do we have? Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. That was a classic. Yeah. yeah. See, that um, was the, the, okay. All right. We had two blood and guts. We had Cody and Wardlow and we had a jungle boy and Luchasaurus all out last year. Forgot about that. And then young bucks and Lucha bros all out the year before that. So yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, again, they're keeping it. Not a regular thing, so when it does happen, it's, it's special yeah. that much more special. So, yep. I agree. All right, well, you brought him up, so let's talk about it. Mordlow, he was in action tonight, and anytime I see in action, it's a local jobber, yep. enhancement talent, and uh, of course, we get clothesline, powerbomb symphony. Mordlow wins Goldberg style, yeah. <clears throat> After the match, he says he hasn't even nope. broken a sweat, and he knows there's a guy back there looking to cut the line. And he demands a TNT Championship open challenge as he calls out Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. The veteran answers the call and trash talks the fans. He said he could send his right hand of destruction down to take the title right now if he wanted it to happen, but it's not going to happen in Baltimore. Cage says the title shot doesn't belong to Luchasaurus. It belongs to him. Told you, Shep. Told you last week. I knew Turtleneck was coming after it. He did. He said it. Unfortunately. I think it's the wrong move, but No. He can't he can't no. pick up the victory, so then we send Luchasaurus for it. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. I just I just can't get behind Luchasaurus. I like him. I think he's good in the ring, but I just can't get behind him as a character because no six foot five guy with a bachelor's and doctorate degree that they tout him with is going to dress up like a dinosaur. He, that's, he's dino douche. The, this looks a lot better than any look I think he's had, so I'm willing to give it a try. It, it does, but he can't talk. So, right. 
I no, I, I think it's 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 perfect that we're gonna get Christian. So yeah. What I liked about tonight's show, and it did, it needed to do this. We got a lot of coming out of. We know a lot more matches that are gonna be on the card, double or nothing. I mean, they might not be official, but you know, you're gonna have Christian Wardlow. You're gonna have the claimed against um, House of Black, claimed in Daddy Ass versus House of Black. Then we know who FTR is gonna face now, which we'll talk about that momentarily. So. Yeah, very momentarily. I was just getting ready to bring up how nice it was to see a Briscoes film again. My God, this was entertaining. Uh, this was Jeff great. Jarrett, the boys was, show up. This was great, but it still pissed me off. And that's what I was supposed to do. I yep. think. Uh, but Jarrett and the boys show My up God. at the Briscoe farm. They wanted to lend a hand. Footage <laughs> is then shown of them working on the farm. But as Jared is about to sing, Papa Briscoe turns up, tells his son to keep an eye on the rest of the clowns, even though he knows Jay Lethal is okay. Uh, he says, uh, watch out for the one down there in the overalls. Which one? <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> I just like how Mark just gives the baby to Satnam. Yes. Yeah. Right, right. Let's get to work. <laughs> uh, then the Lethal challenges. Satnam Singh has ever done in AEW right there. That's he was it. having fun. You could tell he just have fun. And, That's it. Oh, man. Not to cut you off, Paul. That's it. The guy sucks at everything else. He was good at this. Like, he should ride off into the distance. Like, see you this, later. Never this, come back. Go do other shit. Leave us alone. This stuff like was gold. Put the, I like how we put the pencil behind the baby's ear. Um, it was good stuff, Papa Briscoe. Yeah. Like you said, it was it was entertaining. But oh man, it I was w- nice to see a Briscoe film again. E- That's all e- I gotta say. Even though Shep and I kind of predicted it last week, we thought Lethal and Jarrett were gonna get the title shots. It's still when you hear it, it's like they're getting a shot again against a different team. And man, Jarrett and Billy Gunn, both in twenty twenty three, are getting title shots on the same pay per view. Like what? What a time! How old yep. is Jarrett? Fifty five. So he's younger than Billy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, as you said, uh, Lethal Challenges, uh, FTR asks Mark, says, you know, you've beaten FTR. How'd you do it? And yeah. you could, it, it, it said in there, oh, this is and he played it off great. Yeah. Oh, this is what you really want. But, but Jared's Jer- talk Jer- like, let's, let's go to the F. So, it's, so, uh, so they're, they're trying to set up the angle that they're going to use Mark. Yep. Uh, to get a match. So, which which makes them the heel and Mark still the face. So I, I yep. like it. Great segment. And I really think Tony's leaning into all the internet heat people are giving Jarrett being on TV so much. So he's just leaning into it and using them more. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know what? I don't mind Jarrett right now. Mm-hmm. I really don't. No. You know, he's. We'll see what happens after his episode of Dark Side of the Ring shows up. That's true. Well, and I, I feel like the dark side of the ring is going to uh, really focus on his uh, affair and substance abuse. He He's in one? Uh, yeah, it's the uh, Bash at the Beach 2000. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Him yeah, yeah, and Hogan. Yeah. That's going to be more of Russo, Bischoff, yada, 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 yada. That's yeah. what that's going to be. Who? Which one do you believe? Which? Well, they're not going to talk about the drunk. Jarrett coming down throwing tortillas to the Mexican crowd. Well, no, I mean he he, he was he on did. the commercial that I saw, and he started talking about. It. He says that was probably the worst time, and they just took away from him. So I'm oh, interested yeah. to see it now. 
I mean, obviously, and he had the he had the whole affair with Angle's wife, right? You know yep. that whole shebang, which I think was some of the best TNA back in the day because they had a real life beef. Yep. But yep. Mm-hmm. it was just like Matt Hardy and Edge did. I mean, yep. I I've always give credit to all those guys involved. Now in I couldn't imagine trying to you know put that stuff aside to do business and make money, which we've talked about plenty of times on this podcast. We which six individuals could do. Uh, or four individuals, but six, which, including the. Which I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get. I'll bet you a hundred bucks. That we don't. That we don't. Ooh. Throwing it out there right now. You, you can have time to think about it. But on May third, I'm throwing out a hundred dollar bet that we do not get that six man match at all in. At Wembley. Yeah. Ooh man, I like to gamble too. <laughs> too rich for my blood. You know what, though? Those guys, if those guys could have a real-life affair, which I know. is way more personal than some guys talking stuff behind the curtains and getting into a, a fisticuffs right. in the backstage, okay, where how many times can you see guys beat the living tar of each other in an MMA fight and then yep. shaking hands and having a beer at the end, right? I know. Yep. So, so you have a guy like Angle and Jarrett have a have a real life personal thing that tugs at your heartstrings, right? And then all of a sudden, they think, well, we can have a couple matches on pay per view, sell an extra couple bucks, and put an extra couple bucks in our pocket. Like, mm-hmm. like if these guys and and I'm talking and I'm not talking FTR and Punk, okay. I'm talking the managers of Target, okay? <laughs> if those guys can get their head out of their ear and realize what they can do and what they can sell tickets and put 90,000 people in in a stadium, let alone what they can do on pay-per-view, then, then I give them way too much credit on what they've done in professional wrestling. I'm trying to be nice. It'll these be guys, interesting. But but then I think in the back of my mind, these guys used to scrape for pennies to go yeah. independent show, independent old show. school mentality. That's how BTE started, right? Yep. Yep. They, they started BTE because they wanted to show the grind they were on and maybe make a couple bucks out of mm-hmm. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if they can't recognize this and make more money than they've ever made in their life. Then, then I, I, I don't know. What to, I, I stand corrected, I guess, and realize that these guys have are too hard headed and too. Uh, what's the? I don't want to call them millennials because they are younger than me. You guys, you guys are younger than me too. I don't want to call them millennials, but I just, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't. They got to do business. If they uh, business, they really Matt's me off. Matt's older than me. So Matt's yeah, about your age. I think I think I was the first year that was not I was the last year and if you're born in eighty three and above, you're a millennial, correct? Yeah, it depends on so. who you ask. Matt Jackson's thirty eight. He's younger than me. And Nick, I think's thirty three, thirty four. No, he's thirty five or thirty six. Uh I think I'm like in between the two of them. 
and I'm 35. Oh, Nick's 33. He's younger than I thought he See? was. He's about That's my age. Thought. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But well, here and here, and you brought really good points, Shep. Um, I would be interested if the Edge, Matt Hardy, or the Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle stuff happened nowadays with the age of social media. Because I just think social media makes everything so much worse. Yeah. For instance, why the FTR podcast isn't. Social media slash media is yeah, it's, the it's, root it's, of all evil. No offense, Paul, because you're in the media industry. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys well, do you know. good work, though. Though you guys don't. Oh, you guys, oh, oh thanks, thanks, thanks. You, you don't we're do unbiased. any. You don't even do paywall. So, yeah, we're unbiased, and everything's free at Giant but, FM. But it's, uh, yeah, but no, I just, you know, okay. Well, I'll, I'll think about the bet a little more. I, I'm still saying it's not going to happen. Maybe we don't go a hundred bucks. Maybe I go. Maybe we do this because I think hundred bucks might be a little steep for something. I guess maybe we do this. If I got you, fifty on it right now, <laughs> fifty cents. Uh, maybe the loser uh, or the winner gets a wrestling T-shirt of his choice. The loser buys the winner. I'm in. All right, all right. There we go. Or 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 the losers have to take two shots of the winner's choice. Ooh. How about both? Ooh, there you go. It's a t-shirt and two shots. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Are we in? Are we in? Are we all in? I'm in. We're all in. All right. I'm all in. All right. I'm always all in. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. We're seeing the trio. We're seeing the trio match at all. We're seeing it. I think they're all too stubborn. Nope. That's why we're getting two shows in split locker room. And probably debut a stupid ass. Gold title. No, I'm, I'm going to shut up. We can move on. No. <laughs> no. Which we're going to ruin no. the great story because they're going to put the guy no. on Monday night. I'm going to, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just slap a W in the middle of it. Nobody will tell. No, it's the old thing. All right. I Just haven't put been Cody on, on to comment on it. Just put Cody I on haven't Mondays. been on to comment on any of this since they That's debuted true. that belt. That's true. You haven't. Let's go down a rabbit hole, Paul. Let's do it. <laughs> First one of the night. So I get bringing the big gold back. But as long as Roman's got two titles until you unify those titles, it's just a secondary. It's got no history because you just destroyed it by slapping three belts together. Um, the design of the big gold the there's some of the the winged eagle belt in there and then there's something else added to it too and then the big w and it's a nice looking belt but again uh, up until wrestlemania actually up until they debuted that belt roman reigns was the wwe world heavyweight universal champion you can't have two world heavyweight titles either make him the universal champion and that's over the WWE universe or just go back to being the WWE title. But they're going to have a fighting champion. Yeah. Which makes, makes that person be on television every week where Roman Wayne reigns going to have his soft schedule. 
and I saw you back the defended every 30 days or you're stripped of the belt and be done with it. I saw a YouTube video today that said even though Roman carries two titles, it's technically one title. Technically was unified against Brock. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I the the 30 days thing is great. That's back in the gorilla monsoon days. Mm-hmm. I, yep. love. I, I would love that. Um it's just look, here's the deal. If if Cody does not go over Saturday night, he will. Now hold on. I'm just saying. Wait, there's a pay per view Saturday night. Backlash. It's not really Saturdays. A it's not really Saturdays. A when we're all members of Peacock. Yeah. yeah. Premium live event. I don't pay for Peacock. Aha. All right. Anyway. I'm just saying. <laughs> we're not going to go down that rabbit hole uh, on air of why I don't pay for Peacock. Well, no, That's beyond the point. We don't want to get in trouble, Paul. Saturday is free comic book day. Nothing else matters. Oh, and there, Shep's got some event going on too. Yeah, you're. Don't don't. <laughs> hey hey hey! I offered. I, you know, I can tell you. I'll tell you off air who you can blame for that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, if. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, here's my thing. If, if 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 Cody doesn't go over, okay, I'm telling you right now. If Cody does not go over Saturday night, I will never watch Stanford, Connecticut ever again. <laughs> All right. He's gonna Can be Cowboy Brock. He'll be Cowboy, and he. It's just the 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 thing they're telling. This is John Cena all over again and in twenty yes twelve. That's the lazy booking to me. It's, he's gonna be on Raw for a while. He's gonna have all these op- obstacles to climb. Then finally, somehow he's gonna he's probably gonna win Money in the Bank, like Shep said, and get over to SmackDown. Then maybe have a SummerSlam or WrestleMania forty, and he's eventually gonna do it. But it's just they should have done it already. Hey. Well, here here's the thing. Um. At the Royal Rumble, you get to pick the champion of your choice. Right, right. Doesn't matter what show they're on. Right. That's Gavin won back to back rumbles though. I don't think that sets well the fans. You want them to get. You do not want the fans to somehow turn on him in Philly and boo him out of the building. Look, if he doesn't go, they over turn on him everywhere he goes. If Sorry, he Cody. Go I love you. SummerSlam, he will be a second thought. But right, yeah. the, next the dude was moving, moving so much merch on their little tour over in Europe. They said he was outselling the rest of the roster combined. Yeah. They love him over there. Which is right there. You should have put the title on. But... Yeah. You should have put the title. Never mind. But guess what? We don't, we don't have what Paul has on his shirt. The pencil. We don't freaking. We don't. We have some 81-year-old delusional man. With <laughs> hey, yeah. he brought Bischoff back Monday night. You guys see that? Yeah, no, I did. What the hell? I did because I watched the segment because Cody was involved. And I, I know. I, yep. And I, I just, Cody and Paul Heyman are the only two things that make me watch WWE. Paul Heyman is a million dollars. million bucks. I'll watch him on IWA South wrestling right now actually mlw was on the other night and i'm like in whatever it was it was wrestling on television so i watched it i'm like yep. i would watch paul Heyman on whatever 
show you put him on. I'd watch Paul Heyman in the NBA right now, and I hate the NBA. <laughs> watch, you couldn't pay me to watch the NBA, but even Paul Heyman on commentating the Lakers and the Warriors, I'm watching the NBA. I'm going to start calling uh, Paul Zartman the wise man. Mm, let's not and say we did. How about that? <laughs> I'm no Paul Heyman, and I will be the first to admit that. But let's not forget, all right, this isn't the exact card. I'm using a Walmart receipt, uh, you know, and, and it should be this way. But let's not forget, when RVD comes out and reads his card about who's being drafted. Yeah, a little upside down. Yeah, he's, he, he, wasn't, all, he wasn't all there. He's he was little, stoned. He's low in the clouds. He was stoned. Was Riddle with him? That's the question. Yeah, they earlier in the day, probably. Bro. <laughs> you do that pretty well, Chef. Yeah, it does. Actually, I think Riddle was in rehab for stuff a little bit stronger. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, probably. All right. All right, back uh, back out of the hole for a little no, bit. No, 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 I got no? one final comment. All right. I, I got one final comment. The one thing I didn't like. This is going to be a fighting championship. It will be defended anywhere, anytime, yada, yada, yada. So it's the hardcore title. Hey, I take the hardcore title any day of that stupid 24-7 thing they did. Yeah, but that's what I thought of when I saw I want or the, heard I him say that. Truth. I was Our like, truth made that belt. He, oh, was, he, he was entertaining. He was the best thing that ever happened to the 24-7 belt. I would rather R-Truth have that belt than Cody have that belt. Let's put it that way. True. Yep. Yep. All right. Now we're going to climb out of this hole, and we're going to talk about Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. Rock hard. Uh, Starks picks up the win with the (laughs) (laughs) Right to it. That was, a, that was an awkward comment. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, from rock hard, to, he picks up the win. win. All right. <laughs> well, look, I didn't want to follow up anything with that. Um, Could have yes. said something about his wife. I, I, gave, I teed it up for you, Paul, and you didn't take the uh, Nope. I was just skipping that one. I'm trying to keep this E for everyone. Um, e for explicit. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going explicit here, hey, I, I uh, think we have bombs to a minimum, right? Yes, we have not had one yeah, yet tonight, so I, I haven't had a... or uh, last week that I heard. Nope, we didn't. Have, I didn't have to put it out last week, so you're, you're queuing. We still up. got like, time. We still got time. Yeah, yeah, we're not even. We still got time, and I got half of a toddy. So. <laughs> but uh, all right, we'll we'll cover this a little bit. Uh, Starks immediately takes the fight to Robinson. Launching him into the barricade repeatedly, but Robinson responds by gouging the eyes of Starks, and then Starks hits a backdrop outside the ring. However, uh, Robinson sends Starks hard into the stairs. Starks then grabs Robinson, climbs the stairs with him before hitting a body slam to the floor, goes to a commercial break. Always worst time commercial breaks, in my opinion. Back inside the ring, Starks almost wins with the roll-up. But that is responded to with a senton from Robinson. Robinson then begins throwing his right hand, but he misses wildly, gets dropped with a lariat. Stark spikes Robinson with a DDT. He drops him again, but with the, but his splash is met with Robinson getting his knee up. Robinson follows it with a cannonball in the corner and then a hurricanrana from the top rope as Robinson then hits a lariat. Starks kicks out. 
Robinson chops across the windpipe of Starks, but Absolute fires back with a spear and a Rochambeau for the win. I like better Tanner. Yeah, I like both these guys. Um, then we saw Switchblade come out, try to attack Starks. There. I got gotcha. you. I'll, I'll give you a break. Try to attack Starks after the match, and then Juice pulls Ricky off uh, Switchblade because he got hit him. So we're gonna get Switchblade versus Ricky at double or nothing, which should be a fun match. Um, I'm just ready for Bullet Club Gold, as they're calling themselves, to get some more members in it. You know, here's what's funny. Uh, everybody's least favorite villain, and probably my favorite villain, uh, sent out a, uh, a YouTube post today. It says, Marty Skrull joins Bullet Club. That's all it said. I clicked on it. There was no video to it. I don't know how he did it, but it was. I got it, like... At 745. Mm. He's trolling people again. Marty's back to being Marty. Well, he ain't going to be an AEW. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's funny. They start talking about this. We get more. We get an announcement today that it's Bullet Club Day and buy your shirts from. I looked at him. I almost did, but I, I didn't do it. And then Marty releases that right before Dynamite starts. Marty's got a shot. I don't. I don't think we'll no, ever see him. But I mean, he's. I got. I kind of got a ball club shirt on. He, he's. He's working for Triple A right now. Is he still? He's. Uh, yeah. He's. Had, he's had some shows with Triple A. So like. Yeah, I think he was in Mexico over the weekend. Well, he's he, getting. He's getting his foot back in the door. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I don't even know who Bullet Club Gold could add, but I, I want to see him, them add somebody. Um, okay, who who would you see him add? Marty Squirrel or Flip Gordon? Book Flip. Oh, neither. <laughs> um, I would say ago. I would say I, honest to God, I would say Flip had a better has a better chance than Marty to join AEW. I, yeah, I saw the ten year Bullet Club thing. So, okay, throw him out of there. There's one guy in MLW that I could see coming to Bullet Club, but he's got a lot of connections to Stanford, so. I don't even know who the hell's in MLW anymore. Jacob Fatu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's that bloodline written all over it. Yeah. If they're smart. Yeah. Yeah. But Stanford's not smart. Let's no, get they're not. out of they're not. Way. Even though the bloodline is a million dollar storyline right now, and I and I can watch it. But but find a way to screw it up. But I like I like Ricky Starks. I like Jay White. And I like Rock Hard Juice Robinson. So you know, I, people are gonna. The non-AW fans are ripping AW for their use of Jay White already, but I can tell these guys are telling a story. Uh, him and he and Juice already. I let it marinate. Give it time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Marty and Flip were just in Costa Rica two months ago. Uh, Mexico and then uh, three days ago he was in South Africa. So not AW territory. Yeah. Costa Rica is interesting, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, uh, 
I, I'm interested in this. See where it goes from here. Um, again, I do. I want to see him get more members. I don't. I as much as I'd love for it to be the villain, it's not going to be the villain. I've come to terms with that. Well, it's interesting. You know, they call themselves Bullet Club Gold. They do a different, you know, hand gesture, and they don't really use the Bullet Club theme song. Yeah. Well, the- they do yes. the hand gesture because they can't do the two sweets. Right. right. Yeah. But but yet when Forbidden Door comes around, which I feel like nobody's talking about, but you got Not some yet, other big no. events, I feel like then it might get incorporated a little bit more. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, let's uh, talk main event, shall we? Can, can, can we talk about one thing before that? Sure. The, the uh, firm deletion or whatever, the firm... Oh, uh, at the Hardy shit. compound going on for, on Rampage. So you Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Not even Isaiah Cassidy, and Hook versus Ethan Page, Toki Hathaway, Big Bill, and um, who am I forgetting? Uh, is it Moriarty? I don't know. Somebody. Uh, oh, we lost Shep. <laughs> yeah, I think that was on purpose. We lost Shep. Um, but I here's my prediction. Maybe, and I want your guys' opinion. Somebody always goes into the lake of reincarnation, right, for this? My prediction is Big Bill gets thrown in. We get a cameo from Enzo Amore. Mm. Um, and you can't teach that. Because he's, if he's free agent, MLW released him. They, they released him. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying released. I'm not saying he's AW full time all lead, just a one off little cameo. We're gonna get some fun spots on this. I, I think it'll be entertaining. Whenever we go to Hardy Compound, it's entertaining. But I think AEW kind of dropped the ball with this. If they were if they're really smart with this, they go to all the guys involved and said, have fun with this, get as creative as you want on social media with this, push the hell of it before Friday night. And I think Rampage could have got some real high ratings, especially with the NBA playoffs going on Friday. In, yep. in the NHL, NHL and NBA going on. Um, and their weird time slot. Yeah, so I – because you got some creative minds in this match, and I don't think it will happen, but that's no. what I would have done. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait for Shep to come back before uh, I Yeah, I, I don't know it, if he's but... taking a bathroom break or lost <sighs> internet or what's going on, but – I don't know. Um, well, we have the same internet provider, so – that's a little bit of a plus there. It may not be internet. It may just be him. There he oh, is. Oh, there he is. Back wow. just like Big Bill. There we go. <laughs> oh, don't call me Big Bill. That's <laughs> uh, me. So, uh, I yeah, no, I lost internet. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have the same internet provider as you. <laughs> My internet provider has a smaller bladder. <laughs> well, here, here, here's what I was saying, Shep, so you could get caught up. We were talking about that match yeah. coming up Friday at the Hardy Compound. I said my prediction is we always see somebody thrown in their lake of reincarnation when we're there, right? So I, I'm predicting Big Bill gets thrown in and Enzo Amore hey, makes an appearance. He's a free agent now. He is a free agent. Just a one-off, not like an all-elite thing uh, or anything. But Yeah, I mean... <sighs> It could make it, it could work. Yeah, right. it could work. Absolutely, it could work. I don't know if we want him in. No, I don't want him full time. I don't like the guy. Yeah. But I was telling Paul, if I'm AEW, they're not going to do this. And it's probably too late. But this match has got to be fun because it's, Hardy Compound stuff is always creative and fun. You got a lot of creative minds in this match. 
if I was AW, I'd be like, you guys go on social media, push this match as much as you can, get creative, do promos, you know, videos, whatever you want, because they could hit a a huge rating on for Rampage on Friday with the playoffs, but I don't think they will. But that's well, the direction I would have go, gone in if I were them. Is it a six thirty? Six thirty, yeah. Six thirty, yeah. So it's kind of an odd start time for a Friday night, but because of the playoffs, but yeah, in playoffs. I don't know which one it is, NHL or NBA, because they're both showing on Turner. So I don't know. Let me see here. Pick an N and go with it. Actually, if it's the <laughs> NHL, NHL, we love the NHL because Canada loves us. And go let's, NHL. Let's go, Marty McSwirly. It is the NHL playoffs. Then great, we'll love it. Fantastic. Start time. If it was the NBA, boo the NBA. You suck. Get off of Turner Broadcasting. And Which only they have, might. And only have cool people on there like us in the NHL. There and they go. might, they might. It's the Devils and the Hurricanes played eight o'clock on Friday. Mm. Devils and the Hurricanes. So we'll that actually might be worth watching. And, where's the Hurricanes from? Carolina. Let's go, Calgary. Yeah, <laughs> not the playoffs, but that's okay. They didn't make the playoffs. No. Oh man, there are some Canadian teams left. Maple Leafs might Toronto. have a chance. Maple Leafs. Yeah. I'm a huge Maple Leafs. Oh fan. yeah, yeah, you are. Well, that makes sense because they usually choke. So, uh, Shep, you got some, some you got, brown stuff on your nose there. You got the Edmonton, <laughs> Edmonton Oilers who are down right now. They're the Las Vegas Golden Knights, three to two. Oh, I and like Edmonton too. The Edmonton. Leafs take on the Panthers tomorrow night, dude. Edmonton's uh, Edmonton's forward, the, the Smith guy. He's my favorite. <laughs> the, they do, they do have one of the best players in hockey, but that's for yeah. Day, so. is, his, is his last name Smith? No, damn it. Which speaking of Smith, where's our buddy Chris Smith tonight? He was commenting yeah, last know, week. Right? He's not tuning in tonight, so he's, I, he's. I was excited for this. He's he, ready to quit golf, according to his him on his podcast last week. He he's old, and he's did, old. Did Shep beat him in golf? Yeah, how'd that go? Um, I hit it. I hit it farther than him a couple. He gets really pissed when he hit it farther than him, but. Then he throws the whole thing like he's 53 years old and I'm 40, but... But he played golf for a living. I did not play golf. You sell cars. I, kind of. I try. <laughs> you do a good job. You do a good job. Uh, but, I, I heard hey, you had a big sale today, so congratulations on that one. What did you say? <laughs> I heard you had a big sale today, so congratulations um, on that one. We had a little bit. Of, we had a little guy come in there, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Life yeah. life is good. But anyways, <laughs> back to the old Chris Smith professional golf thing. He's 53 years old. 54, maybe turns, I don't know. Should I Google him too, for God's sake, and look up his late age? I think he's 53. He turns 54 next month. I think. Or no, right. this month. We're in May, right? Yeah, we're in May. I think he's a, bir- a May birthday. He's 54. Oh. When's his birthday? Oh, Let's... tax day. Tax day, right? Oh, uh, God. What, where is his? Uh, yeah, he's a tax day guy. It April just 15th. says, oh, April 15th. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So he just turned 54 not too long ago. He just turned 54. He's still. <laughs> I just found out his middle name. I never knew what his middle name was. What was his middle name? McLean. McLean? Yeah. Hmm. 
Christopher McLean Smith Wikipedia says. Mm-hmm. He's going to kill me next time he sees me. That's all right. <laughs> it might be a little while, so that's all right. Well, you know, the good when thing he is- hits you up for that program you're you're in charge of, just uh, well, sorry, I can't be there that day. Well, well the big thing with McLean, there's there's no professional wrestling reference to McLean, right? Is there a McLean, right? Not that I know of. You know what I'm going to do? Well, he, he's not on the podcast. I, I got to find uh, a wrestler that looks like Chris Smith. That's, that's my goal now. I got to find somebody that kind of looks like So you got to find somebody with a shit ton of gray hair and a shitty goatee. Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, and we're doing the ECW watch law with Chris. So fits perfectly. Yes. Let's do an ECW watch along. I'll pick the pay per view because I used to, I've watched them all. I'll rewatch them, but let's get Chris on here and do an ECW watch along and make sure Dreamer is very, very heavily involved. Yes. Oh, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Christmas looks like Tommy Dreamer. That, <laughs> That is amazing. You know what? I'd rather oh. be considered or compared to uh, Tommy Dreamer than who you decided to compare me to last week. Uh, yeah, good old roadkill. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so the roadkill thing, I'll, I'll chime in here, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yes, Paul looks like roadkill, but um, there, there, was a, there was a gentleman that Chris and I played golf with last week, and... He's an ex-Amish gentleman. <laughs> so Chris made the comment like, hey, he was like, he literally Googled professional wrestler Amish and roadkill popped up from ECW. And so that's why Chris asked the question roadkill, right? Not that he was making fun of Paul. We oh, made- no, you guys made fun of me. Chris did not. No, <laughs> no, Chris I've never not. met Chris. Chris. Chris was making fun of a gentleman we played golf with on Thursday because he's an ex Amish gentleman. So, <laughs> yeah, that's how that happened. Pre nump, pre nump, pre nump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are funny. I deserve that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> why, why, would you say that? why would you say that? Oh, you know why. <laughs> uh, All right. I, I will forever continue to get prenup chance going anytime I'm around Tanner. That's I'm going to try to find a way to fit it in to uh, the program we do together every Friday morning. So you're going to have to listen, Shep. Now, wait a minute. Hold That's on. getting a little bold. If we're talking prenup, could maybe, maybe we prefer a little Tanner spouse than Tanner on the the old KOP podcast. I don't know. You probably <laughs> like her better than me. Most people do. So, well. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it just switches. No warning. Just boom. <laughs> now, can you Google a picture of Chris Smith when he was like heavier? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for one. I was going to put them side by side, but that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we don't want to need to do any work at you know eleven forty at night. We're, we're, we haven't even covered the main event yet, so no. I'm not going to do it. We just wait. Wait, wait. Was, there, there was a main event. <laughs> yes, there was more after Starks and Robinson. Believe okay. it or not, 
Well, actually, I thought Starks and Robinson was. I mean, I'm I'm going a little fast forward. I thought it was my match of the night, actually. Wow. So do I even need to talk about the main event? Yes. (laughs) You're not getting off that easy. Jack Perry and Darby Allen take on. Let let Tanner put some side-by-sides. You talk about the main event. He's going to do the side-by-sides, and Paul, go. Yeah, And Google's let me down. They don't have any old pictures. Oh, (laughs) I can see some old pictures of fat Christmas. (laughs) They got a lot of new ones. MJF and Sammy Guevara take on Jack Perry and Darby Allen. Before the match, MJF is shown going into Jack Perry's locker room, telling him to think about what he could do for his career. All he has to do is betray Darby Allen, as MJF says he isn't world champion material. He offers him a spot next to the throne, but Perry says he's looking for the crown and he's the next world champion. However, Allen then walks in and sees them talking together. And Darby says, don't worry, I've got this. We start out the match uh, with Jack Perry dropkicking Sammy Guevara, and that leads to MJF and Darby Allen, Darby Allen tagging in. And world champ and the world champion almost gets caught with a roll up as he then sends MJF across the ring with a hip toss. MJF crawls away and he and Guevara go to discuss tactics after a poor start. All right. Now it's story time with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not Adam Cole. Paul Zartman. So Functified Wrestling Federation out of Warsaw, Indiana, has a gentleman. His name is Rod Street. He is bald. He's a cop. He is is a cop, and he is bald. (laughs) Mid-match, they will do a lockup, and Rod will just start freaking out, yelling, ref, 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 until the ref finally gets fed up and makes him stop saying ref, and he just goes, he pulled my hair. It's always, he's pulling my hair. Rod is bald. You cannot pull his hair. But seeing MJF doing that tonight just immediately made me think of Rod, and I lost it. (laughs) It's not something – I mean, it is a very heel move, but it's not something you see a lot of heels do. Um, So anytime I see somebody do it, it it makes me think of Rod Street yelling ref for 10 minutes straight. (laughs) Anyway, that's my story time. Uh, <laughs> story time with Paul Zartman Very short I'm not an animal oh storyteller MJF uh, crawls away He and Guevara go to discuss tactics After a poor start MJF then almost hits Guevara As Perry avoids him He and Allen then work together To drop the champion But he kicks out Guevara and Allen then come in And the Spanish god repeatedly uses The scarf to choke Allen but then he gets to use or gets it used on himself while getting hit with a stunner or while Darby hits a stunner to MJF. Allen aims for a tag after that, but MJF runs around and throws Perry into the barricade. The heels then cut a promo on the fans while they're on top as they isolate Allen in their corner. Allen manages to crawl across to his partner to make tag. Perry comes in with a diving crossbody. He then starts throwing lariats until the numbers game proves to be too much, but he then drops both with the double clothesline. That is followed by him diving out of the ring repeatedly to wipe out both men. Perry hits the Tiger Diver to Guevara, but he can he kicks out. 
And as Perry goes to the top rope, MJF grabs his boot, and that allows Guevara to hit the Spanish fly. Kind of felt like uh, that boot grab was coming because Jack kind of adjusted how he was standing on the top rope, allowing him to have better access to his foot. Uh, Allen comes in with a code red to Guevara, but MJF blocks it and hits a power bomb, which forces Allen to kick out. Perry makes a blind tag and then locks MJF in the snare trap, but Guevara breaks it up with a double stomp. The heels then tease, diving out, but MJF stops while Guevara wipes them both out, and he gives Perry to the champion who drops him onto his head, yet Perry kicks out once more. Things begin to break down between MJF and Sammy Guevara as they both want the pin, so they argue in the ring. MJF slaps Guevara, who responds with a super kick. His opponents take advantage. Um, Jack hit something, and then Darby made the blind tag. Jack goes for the pin, realizes uh, Darby's jumping off the top rope for the coffin Jack drop. hit the knee. Hit the knee, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. That wasn't in my notes. Yeah. So... Hits the knee, uh, goes for the pin, realizes the tag was made. Uh, Darby jumps off the top rope with a coffin drop. Jack barely moves out of the way. They pick up the victory with Darby staring Jack down. I love that. I did, too. Thought it was a great way to end. Nope. I mean, we all knew uh, Jack and and Darby were going over to make it a four-way with the pillars. um, Double or not the main event. It's just yep. incredible to think, though, these four guys, how far they've come since the first Double or Nothing 2019. Oh, it's um, crazy. And MJF's headline pay-per-views before, but we've never seen Jack, Sammy, or Darby in this position. Do you guys think they can they can live up to the bright lights, come here in three weeks or so? It won't be what everybody's expecting, but it's going to be a spectacular match. Now, now what do you mean by that, Paul? We're going to see a lot of miscues. Um, okay, maybe not a lot of miscues. I don't we'll know. These guys it. are pretty sharp. Yeah. yeah. But something will happen that, that'll keep it off. It, it's not going to be a seven-star match. Right. I think it'll be good. I don't think it'll be the match of the night. I think it'll be good. It's just it's not a main event. I, I'm glad they're doing this from a storytelling perspective. They've told a story for what? Since the night after Revolution? Back in March, um, yeah, and I like how they're putting emphasis on the future of AEW, but it's not a Danielson MJF or something with uh, Pepsi Phil CM Punk or something that's gonna sell a lot of tickets. It's not one of those main events, but I still think it'll be there. You go, the, so I think it'll be a good match, but um, but it is neat to see how far these four have come in four years. I hope yeah. it's a good professional wrestling match. And not full of high spots. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get a one or two high spots, which is fine. Especially Darby and Sammy. Yeah. But. but yeah. But I hope, it, I hope it's not overshadowed. Yeah. With, with, with those, with the high spots. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Got a feeling we're going to get more than we want high spot wise. Um, uh, Sammy's got a big thing here lately with you know trying to destroy his body. Darby's always trying to destroy his body, and Jack's been flipping and flying more here lately. Oh, his well. dives weren't huge tonight, but the dude was a nonstop machine. He's a cardio machine. Proved it tonight. Um, it was just nice to see MJF wrestle on Dynamite and wrestle a tag match. Yeah, 
We don't get it very often. Still yeah. didn't take the L, which we knew was going to happen. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah. no, no, it was all good. It was all good. Yeah, you guys got to mention more about that than I did, but you know, I knew Sammy was taking the L. Yeah, doesn't make sense any other way. Nope. All right, let's do this thing called uh, I don't know what's the order match of the night rating rating. There we go. Can't leave me in charge when I've been off. Brain doesn't work. All right, Shep, give us your rating for tonight. Actually, no. You've been going first. Tanner. I want to hear Tanner's. Yeah, it wasn't anything like that made me like get on the edge of my seat tonight. Uh, but it did its job. It built some more matches for double or nothing, which were we have three more dynamites still. So I think it's what four weeks from four weeks from Sunday, I think. Um it's it, it's it's Memorial Day weekend. Um so looking forward to that, but uh, it was fine. I, I'm really looking forward to next week with the steel cage match. So I'm sure I'll be higher next week than I am this week, but I'll give this week a 7-2. All right. All right. I'm, I'm right in the realm of Tanner. I thought we had some good tonight, and I thought we had some poor. So I'm going with 6-8. I still end up between both of you. This sucks. Of course you do. That's no, the most I... predictable thing in KOP history. Oh, okay, fine. I'll go lower then. Uh, no, <laughs> six nine. Um, All right. Uh, I thought you go. At least you didn't go seven. At least you didn't go. No. Seven. I mean, come on, Paul. At least, at least be mature. Six point nine. All right. Six point seven. Eight. <laughs> six point six and two thirds. There you go. I like it. <laughs> uh no, there I there were more times I caught myself on my phone tonight than I normally am on my phone yeah. doing dynamite. It just didn't keep my attention. That's why I was saying it, it wasn't anything that had me like on the edge of my seat at any point. But it did I, I do appreciate when they advance stories and give us some more matches three weeks in advance. I mean that's so how many matches we, we? I mean, officially we only have a couple, but how many matches do we already know what it's going to be? And we're we still got three more dynamites. I mean, Tony's a little ahead of the game there than he normally is. Uh, yeah, makes making predictions a little easier for us. And in next week on Dynamite, we get Daniel Garcia versus Orange Cassidy. That's going to be Orange's twenty first defense of this title. Yeah, well, he cost somebody else to end their streak. So does he end his? I don't think he loses it yet. I, I, I agree with Shep. Shep said last week it needs to be somebody foreign. I agree. Yeah, yeah. so do I. So do I. You need, can you go. Need, you need some, yeah, somebody foreign that maybe their first defense of that title is not in AEW. So. Yeah, I I agreed with both of you on that part last week. You know, Pac spent most of his defenses overseas with that title. I want to see that happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we still need. So the international needs a, uh, a match for the card. The TBS needs a match for the card. Uh, TNT, we know where that's going. Tag, we know where that's going. Trios, we know where that's going. Women's titles probably not going to be defended. World title, we know what that match is. So we're going to get something between BCC and Elite and some sort of formation. So it's getting pretty. It's shaping up to be a pretty good card. Yeah, and and maybe I'll defend this thing. 
Maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe. 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 All right. Look, KO, uh, here at KOP, we have a uh, you defended at every pay-per-view rule. If you refuse to, you're stripped of the title. And we're really doing you a favor, Ship. Uh, I'll do you a favor and take it off your hands for a while because you're trying to move. So it's just one less thing you got to take from house to house. Yeah. So I'll take it off your house and put it up here in Allen County for a little while. And, <laughs> and you can try it's to get it back. You can, you can try to get it back at Forbidden Door. I sure will if, if I got to defend. Um, there's a GCW event coming up before. Oh God! No, before nope. that I could maybe just throw that out there and see if I have any figures. I'm, ba- I'm bowing out. <laughs> <laughs> he calls himself a fighting champion when he has it. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I'll throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I know indie shows too well. No, I'm not. No. Well, I was thinking the other day, whoever gets it out of coming out of Double or Nothing, you got Forbidden Door in June, then you got All In in August, and literally a week later, All Out. So it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of defenses here next couple months. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So who's the wrestlers of the night? Oh, fine. Take my job. No. I will. Hey, you I can will have it. I was letting everybody finish up. I went first on the other one. You're first on this one. I went first on the rating. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he, you know, last week was, well, I'm I'm right there around you again. I'm going to be a little bit lower, though. So I was trying to make him go first so you could, uh, you know, I, he couldn't copy you. I'm going Ricky Starks. All right. Absolute. You go yeah. next, Paul. I'll go last. All right. Um, well, I am going to go with uh, Daddy Ass. Ooh, I like that one. I thought he had a good showing tonight, and he continues to have good showings. And he's not normally on the winning side of things by himself, so it's nice to see him do a lot of the work tonight. I'll go Adam Cole. I haven't picked him in long time and got the well, because he was and, gone for five yeah, years right right <laughs> got got the pinfall and attacked jericho so i'll go with i'll go with adam cole baby all right uh well now shep you you brought up an interesting point we of something we don't normally do match of the night so i know your match of the night shep i want to know your match of the night tanner well hmm i'll go i'll go the main event actually all right. I thought it was I thought it was a good match. I'm going polar opposite of both of you. And I'm gonna go the opener. Yeah. I thought it was a fun match and I always enjoy watching uh, pockets. But, but my favorite thing in the show was the Briscoe segment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if we're talking favorite segment, it's the Briscoe segment. Yeah, that was my favorite down. thing of the show easily. But Yeah. Um yeah. I I just I I understand, you know, they can't have nine a nine star nine rating show every week or whatever you want to call it. But and especially next week when you got a heavy hitting main event, I get it. Yeah, it'll be a good, okay. We've got a good main event. Let's hope the rest of the show holds up because we've seen several times where it's been a stellar main event, but something earlier in the show just dropped that rating for all of us. Well, we got an international title defense, and then FTR is going to be on. So good start so far. Yeah. Austin's already a fan of the next week's show. Yeah. He gets to watch Pockets and FTR. 
FTR wins. One one more thing I want to talk about AW related before I pull up the side-by-side graphic and then we wrap up this show is the news came out today that it looks like Dark Elevation and Dark are probably things of the past. Sounds like Warner Brothers wants all the programming under Warner Brothers umbrella, except ROH. There's no mention of that. So it's speculated that we're going to get the collision announcement, I think, on either the 12th or the 15th. What are your guys' overall thoughts on all that? I think it's good if they manage it right, right? Yeah. But if they do the split roster and keep it 100% split and never intertwine, I think it kind of hurts it a little bit. I do too. um, Because they're not going to have split pay-per-views. No, so we're no. not we're not Stanford, right? So you got to have some storytelling. You got you got to adapt, Tony, and have some storytelling and intertwine them. And and if you if you do a storyline, you get a little bit here, a little bit here. I, I think it works. Mm-hmm. You know, don't flood each other with this one on this story and on this episode. And this one, this story, this episode, like, you know, make it work, man. Don't, don't overdo yourself. So, well, and as a, you know, we all went to the Indianapolis Dynamite and Rampage back in November. As a person who likes to go to live events, it makes it nice because then you're looking at a three hour show, no matter which one you go to, and then instead of a four hour show, maybe. Well, Dynamite than Rampage or Collision than ROH or whatever it may be. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about Dark or Elevation before. But on the flip side, the thing I am concerned about is it does take a lot of reps, in the in-ring TV reps, even if it was YouTube, away from a lot of performers. So maybe the house shows are where those – I know it's not TV, but maybe the house shows are where those guys can flourish a little bit. I just mm-hmm. hope they figure out that part of it. That's the part I'm worried about. But yeah. they've only done two weekends of house shows, right? They haven't done too many. I mean, they have more on the schedule upcoming. But, um, I mean, I, but I get it. I mean, Warner Brothers, you do what they want because it looks like they think a TV, the new TV deals can probably be announced within the next month. So, yeah, and I think money, I money, still money, think money, I, money. It, I like to make predictions. I still think we see all in on Max. And then all out on, on um, regular pay per view. I would love if Max had a uh, just like Peacock does with WWE. I'd love if Max had just AW on there and had AW as part of their streaming and all the content because AW has a ton of content over four years. Um, I would love that because then you would save money too. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Him. That's all being rebranded, you know, like this week or next week. So we'll see what happens. And, and I'm still waiting for AEW to make the official announcement about Dark and Dark Elevation. It's been yeah, it's reported by very credible, very credible wrestling journalists. Um, you know, the best of the best, the Cesareans and Sean Ross Sapp, but uh, still they haven't made any official announcement. So, yep. And maybe it's all one big swerve. Could be. Nah. Speaking of Swerve, where was where's he been? Mm, swerving. Him and his Mongols. Swerving. 
We won't see Swerve till a show or two before pay per view. Because that's a match. We need him and Keith Lee. We need the. We finally need to put a wrap on that. But yeah, I don't know. They're hesitant on doing that for some reason. So yep. All right. Uh, time to wrap this thing. Let's see. Yeah, it's time to bring and I gotta bring up this uh, oh, side yeah, by side here. Yeah. <laughs> I love the picture that you chose. Yes. Yeah, that's the first thing that came up on Google when I searched him. I, that is I fantastic. Hope, I hope I can't wait to show that to Chris. Oh, he's gonna hate <laughs> me. I've always bought Chris's good side, and I deserve anything that's coming my way. So well, the best part is in the background of Chris's. That's his caddy coon. And old Coon yes. is is Aaron Coon, not Matt Coon. Aaron Coon. Aaron Coon, yeah. And I've sent Aaron Coon the the link many times, and sometimes he follows, and sometimes he doesn't. But Aaron Coon is a legend in his own mind, and uh, good dude. But it's perfect that you put Tommy Dreamer <laughs> next to. And, him. and I love Tommy. Tommy does a great job busting open. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, Hold on, I think I got to take a picture of this. Yeah, I need to make sure I delete all my pictures. I got to give a thumbs up for this one too on the side. Yeah, I'd do it, but you know you can't see me, so. (laughs) So uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna go on a. uh, As Paul says, as Paul, I got Paul so scared he's gonna delete all his stuff now. Yeah, I just see it coming. We're gonna kick off the show next week, and I'm not gonna be visible. It's just gonna be. Roadkill. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna buy you a top hat, and you will be roadkill. Like that's no. all we need. All we need I, is a top I'm, hat. I'm shaving the beard off. Thanks, that, guys. That, that, that sounds like a punishment if he gets last at double or nothing. All right. If I get last at double or nothing, I will do it for one podcast. There we are. No, not not a podcast. How about a, a morning show at WROI? Friday morning. Yeah, just all you wear is wear the hat. Don't need to do it the podcast, the the two hour podcast. I get to do it for the thirty minute first federal program. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, I, I, I'll take that. I'll take. But, that. but but you do realize I can put I can put a screenshot of that on this podcast, so people are gonna see I, I it know. either way. Okay, all right. I know. Okay. Yeah, I rather wear it for thirty minutes than two hours. And I think the last first federal show in may i'm yes, on sir yes you are yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're... that's before double or nothing though yeah exactly oh it is yeah it's yeah. literally the friday before friday before because you have to open the lake <laughs> yeah. well <laughs> i will still make sure paul has a uh he's gonna come in on the 26th and hand me the hat just to be prepared yes i mean you might have to wear the hat during the First nah. federal thing. The first, the first federal show could turn into KOP for 30 minutes. I've already thought about that. I, I've, okay. uh, yeah, I was talking yeah. about it. And when I wrote it down in uh, the calendar that I have at my desk, somebody, I'm not going to mention names, said, oh, so it's KOP that Friday. <laughs> yep. Now, I, we have a little angry elf Grant coming to help, but uh, uh, yeah, we can make fun of him. Yep. There we go. Let's make fun of Grant and not Paul for a change. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, You're like a jobber. You said it. As you long said as the J like, word. 
as long as it's you know like a, a a vet jobber you know somebody who's been in the company for many years and now is just passing on knowledge to the younger talent and helping put over the younger talent that's so, the jobber i'm okay with being so you're okay being the brooklyn brawler no <laughs> that's what he i'm did. talking like shelton benjamin Shelton not jobber wait a minute whoa mm. yeah how could you say that the Brooklyn Brawler is not a jobber and Shelton Benjamin is? Like, I want to hear your. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that Brooklyn Brawler is not a jobber. He is clearly a jobber. That was his job. He was a jobber. He was brought in for that. There but he was, was a, a group famous of, jobber. There was it because he was the biggest name of the group of them. But there was like a handful of guys who were literally brought in in that time frame just to put over talent. They were not the best at wrestling. They were crap gimmicks, and they were jobbers. So back in 2012, Bleacher Report has a list of the top 10 best jobbers of all time. Oh, Brooklyn's going to be up there. I know that. He's number two. Yeah. Number one's Iron Mike Sharp. I don't know who that is. He's in the 80s. I don't know. Yeah. Hey. Where's Shelton Benjamin? He's not on the, didn't make the list. It's 2012. He wasn't wrestling uh, as a jobber at that point. He might not be in WWE in 2012. I don't know. I, yeah, he's been in and out of the company so many times. But, uh, okay, he may not currently be a jobber, but he has done stints as a jobber. When you go out there and you don't really do much and you lose every single match... And it's against younger talent. You are considered a jobber because you are doing a job at putting over the younger talent. So you, you so, call Dustin Rhodes a jobber? By definition, yes. Whoa. All right. Keep stepping, Paul. By definition, yes. <laughs> All right. It's All a good right. way to wrap it up there. <laughs> yeah, let's see how uh, much hate mail we get this this week. Send all your complaints to uh, Paul Zartman by Paul Zartman I two one. I don't read my Twitter, uh, so send them to Tanner, and he will have a whole list of them that will pop up on the screen next week. So any uh, hate mail, I did. I did not get Tanner any. I did not get any for the one nice thing I said about Vincent Kennedy McMahon last week. So yeah, I'm still shocked that you said anything about that. Well, and Shep took it easy on you too. He did. Yeah. There's nothing nice to say about. No, I just said he did the right thing with the uh, punk situation backstage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then after that, after you said that, there's some other things that have come out uh, that's not nice. No. Guy's an idiot. Yeah. All right. We're wrapping this. All right. Pulling us out of all the rabbit holes. We're wrapping this. All right. We're going to start hey, by, by talking about the all fact right. that you can go look like us by checking out kickingoutshop.com. You, you cued the music way too early, Tanner. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's speed this up. Check out kickingoutshop.com. You can get uh, your great KOP merchandise. Look great doing so. Support a great podcast. We've got a sale going on right now. I don't remember the promo code. Spring and 23. There we go. Whoa, be sure whoa, to whoa. like the Kick It Out Brain podcast. Should, should be, hold on, hold on. The promo code is Shep27 because he's the freaking champion. Maybe that'll be our next one. 
uh, that that expired because uh, spring twenty three runs through the end of May, if I remember correctly, from last week's episode. So go check out kickingoutshop.com. You can get some great merchandise. Be sure to like the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star review because we want to be five-star KOP. Be sure to follow Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee 92 Be sure to follow your KOP predictions champion at or at the Shep 27 for Austin Shepard. There we go. I, you pointed and confused me. Too many fingers moving at the same time on the screen here, boys. Uh, be sure to follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. And with that, I'm done. We're out of here for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard on Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.